Hello, my friends. You are listening to the Shine at Work podcast, formerly known as Getting Off the Hamster Wheel. I'm your host, Karen Weeks. I'm a transformational career coach who helps career-oriented humans get unstuck and find and be successful in careers that bring them joy, fulfillment, and success. I believe you should actually love what you do, even on the bad days, that you can find a career that lights you up because, spoiler alert, it impacts how bright you shine in your whole life. Every week, I talk to someone who felt stuck in their job and found a way to build a career that was right for them, because I know how that feels when your light is dim. I made a career change from theater to HR and now coaching, and at times in my life, I've had to look inside to see what was important, what made me shine bright, and make adjustments along the way. It's possible. I did it, my guests did it, and I help others do it. I hope you walk away from each episode, not just inspired, but with some actionable advice. And I hope you find it so valuable that you subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and tell your friends, because we all deserve to shine bright in our lives, specifically at work. Okay, let's jump into this week's episode. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to share two upcoming free workshops I'll be leading. Shine Bright in the New Year is a 90-minute immersive workshop where I will guide you to identify areas of your life and your career that you want to start making a plan to change. We all have places where we feel stuck in our lives. In this workshop, you will receive actionable advice and tools to identify where you feel stuck, why you feel stuck, and a roadmap to get unstuck to make 2022 your best year yet. Assuming it's safe, I'll be offering this workshop in person on Thursday, October 28th in Charlotte. Again, assuming it's safe, but we're going to plan for it. No matter what, I will also be offering this virtually on Thursday, November 4th. Both workshops will include time for live coaching and a discount code for future one-on-one coaching with me to continue the work. So whether you want to focus on a career transformation or another area of your life where you're feeling a little dim, this workshop will help you create an action plan to shine bright in the new year. To register for the events, you can go to my website, www.karendweeks.com backslash speaking to find more details or you can just email me directly at karen at karendweeks.com or message me on any social platform and I'll send you the registration link. Now on to our regularly scheduled programming. Hi everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited to have Holly on the show with us. Um, We met a while back and I was so inspired by her story that I wanted to make sure we share it with the world. So I'm going to actually turn it over to you first to let yourself, uh, let you introduce yourself and then we'll dive deep. Excellent. Thank you for having me, Karen. I really appreciate it. And I love everything that you're doing. I feel like I've known you for a little while now, so I've watched your journey too. Um, Hi, everybody. I'm Holly Shannon. I am a podcaster. I started Culture Factor uh, 2.0 a little over a year ago and have scaled that, uh, which has sort of been a whole interesting journey within itself. Uh, I build them for uh, businesses as well as individuals. And I've recently authored a book called Zero to Podcast, which uh, helps aspiring podcasters start on their journey. And uh, that's really like me in a nutshell right now. Um, Otherwise, you'll catch me walking my dog around DC or, you know, enjoying some coffee because I just drink that all day, I think. (laughs) 
<laughs> Keep going. Keep no. that hamster wheel going. <laughs> exactly. And do you have a specific coffee shop you always go to? Oh, yeah. I have to admit, no judgment, please, but I am a coffee snob. Um, and I love Blue Bottle. I think mm. they're so good. Um, and my midday treat to keep me going is actually their cafe mocha because they oh use gosh. like a really high quality chocolate in it so so therein lies my double snob thing coffee and chocolate so all in one package <laughs> that's so funny it's funny because i know someone else who loves coffee but she honestly always tries a different coffee shop because she's always just exploring like the different flavors they have or whatever but there are other people like yourself that go to the same one every day they know exactly what they're going to order um so there's got to be some some sort of personality assessment that's tied to things like that. <laughs> I'm not so sure I want to know what that personality <laughs> assessment is, but hey. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you've really built a very interesting career. There's, there's this focus today on both culture, but also how to help people grow things, you know, like a podcast or really expand their careers and their opportunities. But let's rewind a little bit because obviously that's not where you started. So when you were starting your adult life or, or leaving school, whatever that moment was for you, what did you think you wanted to do with your career? I had wanted to go into international business. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I fell into... Uh, I fell in line with what my father was doing, which I think a lot of uh, young women do uh, when they idolize their fathers. Yeah. Um, you know, I also grew up in an era where um, it was really uh, pushing women to go to college and have a career and climb the corporate ladder and do all that. So I think the two together made a perfect recipe. Um, I, I did have a lot of interest, though, in international business. So um, I enjoyed doing a lot of uh, like reports and, you know, thesis papers on joint ventures and and that type of thing, you know, uh, with two different countries working together on a project. So I really enjoyed that. That all said, I went to school for that, and my first job out of college was uh, with a uh, in, in that role, actually in an international business role with a multinational company uh, in the wound closure industry. It was called U.S. Surgical Corporation. Wow. So I was busy uh, fulfilling orders for um, distribution facilities around the world. And it was very, very exciting uh, to be a part of that. And and they were, they were sort of the leaders in in that in that whole industry at the time because they had pioneered um, minimally invasive surgery and gallbladder surgery at that time. So it was it was very exciting to be to be really honest. So uh, I liked it. Yeah. Well, and I think that's so important when people, especially when you're starting off your career you know, you, you are falling into something for a reason, even if you were purposeful about it, you still don't know everything that exists in the world. And so you look for something that either, you know, or your family knows, but there's also a piece of adventure and excitement and being on the cutting edge of something that for folks, especially when you're first starting off uh, your career can be really exciting and energizing um, when you're first entering the workforce. I, I agree 100%. What was so interesting, though, was the trajectory it took because 
uh, I didn't end up staying with that. There was a woman um, who led the marketing department that for some reason she saw something in me that she felt would translate really well to doing large scale events mm -hmm. for the company because they uh, did trade shows and conferences all around the country. And I remember consulting my father about that because, you know, I'd gone to school for international business and this was domestic marketing. So mm -hmm. it was like a it was a little bit of a jump. And I remember him saying, no, this could be a really good career for you. And it, it could be a really great opportunity to travel and, and grow with the company. And he really saw uh, what she saw at that yeah. point in time, uh, even though my training had been in international business. And I'm, I was really happy for that. Like, I was happy that he was so behind me. And it was really nice to be seen at yeah. the company uh, for a, a different capability, one that I didn't know was in me, but I actually really enjoyed traveling uh, around the country for U.S. Surgical and, and you know, doing very large trade shows. They were uh, huge at the time, like I said, because yeah. they were leaders in the industry. So, you know, it was the beginning of my non-linear path. And <laughs> I'm sure as we go along in this interview, you'll hear about more twists and turns. Yes. Well, and it's really interesting too, when I hear people talk about the internal opportunities that they got, because I think sometimes you already have the trust of the company, you know, the company, you know, the players. So to be able to make a career change within an organization can be really powerful because there's always risks, right? Like I'm sure you could try something and it doesn't work. I, that definitely happened to me in my past, but the, the risks are lower because there, there's already so much known and they already know you. So to take a chance on you at that moment is a great opportunity to build a new skill set, change a career path um, when you can do it internally first. Absolutely. You know, it was just exciting that she saw something in me. I was a little nervous. She actually had a pretty, um, I'll just say interesting reputation in the company. <laughs> and um, I was a little nervous that it was going to be really difficult to work for her, but mm -hmm. I actually really responded uh, to her style. It mm -hmm. actually resonated with me. She was actually extremely clear and definitive about she, what she wanted. Uh, and I had a lot of respect for that, mad respect yeah. for that. It, and having a female leader was, was something I really liked. So it just happened to work. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the other thing that you start to learn as you get more jobs under your belt is industries, culture of company, management style, how you like to get feedback, how you motivate you know, or how you are motivated. Those are all things that you learn as you go through your career. So, so as you alluded to, and as we kicked off the show with, that's obviously not what you do today. So what was sort of the next pivot point or crossroads that you hit in your career? And was it opportunistic, purposeful? What happened next? So I ended up, I, I would say it was maybe uh, opportunistic because it was an opportunity to work for the world's largest trade show management company. Mm -hmm. And so while I had been on the exhibitor side or the company side before, now I was on the say association side. Mm -hmm. So I was the one building out the infrastructure for uh, a trade show or a conference 
you know, coming into a big city. So I read exhibition companies was the world's largest. Uh, I don't know if they still are, but they were at the time. And so I was privy to doing shows like the National Hardware Show, which had, you know, 60,000 attendees in the city of wow. Chicago. So I really learned a lot about, I did all of the contracts and was really actually responsible for finding a bed for everybody in the city. So oh it, it was very, very interesting to be on the other side of the fence. And so I took the opportunity because I felt that it made me more uh, diverse, if you will, being mm -hmm. able to service um, on on both sides in that type of uh, role. So yeah. to be on the inside and be on the outside, if you will. Uh, so I really enjoyed that a lot. I got to work with the, the best hotels in the industry, uh, five-star hotels. It's where I cut my teeth. Uh, so I think uh, that white glove uh, hospitality is is now in my blood. It'll always be there. I don't know how to service at any other level, yeah. but that was pretty cool. I enjoyed that a lot. Well, and it's so interesting because as we have these different jobs, even if we don't literally do that job anymore, we take something from it. And so, you know, the conversations that you and I have had about culture and some of those pieces, that white glove service actually comes into play even if it's not about, you know, a hotel or travel and it's about a startup culture, it's still about how are you treating people? And so you, you carry that with you, no matter what job you end up having. That's so true. Uh, you know, I think that it has taught me that my EQ is probably my strongest skill. And whereas maybe a decade ago, I would have thought that that was a negative thing because, you know, having, um, being, having an emotional quotient or an empathy quotient, which I think it, it's both, mm -hmm. um, would have been viewed as a negative, as like a weakness. And I truly think now it's my superpower. It, it gives me the ability to survey a situation, whether it's within a company, within a team, uh, where, where the strategy is, like mm -hmm. where the disconnect is, where people are trying to get to the next level. So for me, I actually think it's been a benefit. Mm -hmm. uh, and I really think that, you know, goes along with that white glove service. It's just sitting and listening and understanding what the client really is looking for. And yes. I, I, it happens to be something that I think I'm strong in. Yeah. It's amazing how much humans just want to be heard. And that is 90% of solution of solutioning is just letting them, you know, get what's out, feel like they've been heard, that you're listening to them, that you're, you know, validating and uh, be, have showing empathy and trying to get to the right answer. Even if you can't literally provide the answer, even if you think it's a little outrageous, like just letting them be, say it and feel like they were heard is yeah, I don't know if it's literally 90%, but it's like so much of actually getting to the right result and getting through any sort of conflict or concerns that people have. Absolutely. And sometimes it could be a relief for yeah. people. They yes. just want to be seen. Yes, absolutely. So you are touring the country. You're working with these amazing people. Now you're working with them as the partner versus like, you know, in the internal side of things, what sort of happens next that makes you take another sort of uh, a change in your career or, or a sharp left or right? 
So that was my first foray, foray into being an entrepreneur. Mm. I opened my own business uh, doing corporate retreats and large-scale events, private events. Uh, I did that um, not because I was dissatisfied with the company, but I was moving. Mm. And uh, remote from home didn't exist yeah. then, <laughs> although we all know that you could plan an event anywhere in this world yeah. from home. So it could have worked had the world <laughs> been in a different place at that point, yeah. but it wasn't. Uh, and I was moving and so I started a business mm. and it was really um it was a great experience for me um, to start off like that. And I partnered with some incredible properties to do some events, uh, was actually scaling that and about oh gosh, I'm gonna say half a year in, mm. I had a whole slew of contracts and I was working with a very high-end uh, boutique hotel in the area where I worked. And one of the people was leaving, he was heading to the Four Seasons and he sent me a message or he called me, I can't remember anymore, but um, he said, I'm recruiting for my job and I think you should apply. Wow. And I was like, well, you know, I don't, I don't even have a resume. I wasn't even thinking about that. My business is, is scaling. Like everything's great here. Like, why would I want to do that? And he's like, no, I really think you should. I think you'd be really good at it. So it was like Easter weekend. We're completely busy. Uh, we're a blended family. So we had Passover, we had Easter, we had all these things going. And here I was at my computer building my resume because I hadn't like touched it yeah. in a couple of years. And I sent it over. And lo and behold, I ended up with that job wow. and um, was actually ended up running their department because shortly after he left, so did the director of sales. Wow. So I ended up picking up all of their business and I still had contracts from my own business that I, I needed to finish out. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a it was a very busy year for Holly, <laughs> but uh it was it was interesting to be an entrepreneur at the same time as running uh, this organization's yeah. uh, events. So it was it was really cool. It was really it was really exciting. Yeah, it was very exciting. Well, and it's really interesting. I mean, I felt this way in my own HR career. Sometimes when you have the opportunities to literally put yourself in every different shoe of the people that you work with, it only makes you a stronger, well-rounded person in whatever role you have at the time. So you worked for the corporation that went to the trade shows. You worked for the organization that planned the trade shows. You ran your own company. You worked for the hotel that I'm sure had trade show like people, you know, have to stay in. So you've now sort of built this really well-rounded I can see this from every angle um, kind of career. And I would imagine that really was both fulfilling for you, but also extremely beneficial in whatever role you're having at the moment. Uh, absolutely. I think what was unique about this particular role that has really lent itself to how I do business, uh, how I have done business going forward from that point was that it actually was smaller scale. Whereas before I had worked very large, mm. these were intimate, very high level events, C-level, board level retreats that they would come for three, four days to do team building activities, 
uh, highly confidential, um, meticulous events where I would work directly with the C-suite. I'd go into the city. I would spend some time with them, really flesh out what they were looking for. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then I was there hands-on with them, you know, 12 hours a day from the second they showed up at breakfast till, you know, they were having their their entree, you know, drop just to make sure that it was truly white glove again, yeah. just really circles back around. Uh, it was just really critical to me that they were serviced at that level. Yeah. Uh, so you, you know, you learn a lot. It, it was a really high-end hotel. It was a five-star, five-diamond member of Relais and Chateau. Mm. So the expectation was there and um, I was schooled in it and I was happy to do it. It was, yeah. really, it was really interesting. I met some great people. Yeah, I bet. And were you starting to dip your toe into the actual team building piece? So knowing that we're going to eventually get to some conversations about culture, were you starting to be a part of that or were you uh, more organizing it at like the hotel level? I think it was both uh, mm -hmm. because they were coming in and if I understood what their goal was, I was able to put together um, all kinds of activities mm. that played into that. So we would have different team building exercises. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes they were just fun things, but where people would get uh, paired up in kayaks to, yeah. you know, go out on the lake or, uh, you know, just different activities that we had. And some of them were just fun. Yeah. Um, like I said, with the with that and one in particular. Uh, so yeah, I was really putting that together for them to understand what their goal was. Mm -hmm. uh, and some of them just needed a lot of really quiet time in the workspace. Uh, and they just, you know, catered to their needs. That's really yeah. what it was so that they could get to that next level. And uh, it, it, it actually brought me a lot of joy to get them there. So yeah, I would say that they obviously did because they would sign a contract on the way out the door to return the following year. Wow. So to me, that was everything. Uh, you know, I, I, I did never had to do a lot of cold DMs because mm -hmm. I felt like it was more important to me to capitalize on having legacy events. So I didn't have to do that. That's amazing. Well, and I think you brought up a really good point is that when people have the space and the quiet and they're not worried about all the details, they're able to do whatever they need to be actually focusing on, whether that's strategizing or planning or creativity or whatever the thing is that they're there to do. If they know that they've gotten both the mental space of like some of those special activities or that they don't have to worry about like, are they going to have whatever they need at breakfast? Cause you've gotten all that taken care of it removes that noise from their heads and they can focus on what they actually need to focus on, which especially for those kinds of events is literally valuable for a company. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know, like I said, life's not linear. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, when <laughs> I, um, I had my son after that and I needed something where I could work from home. Mm. Uh, so I decided to dive into another business, which was a passion project. Um, so I guess you could say that's my little rise into being a solopreneur again. Yeah. Uh, but I went into designing jewelry and wow. did it from scratch. Yeah. So I learned all these different techniques so that I could design myself because I was really into the design. Yeah. Uh, but I also fabricated and did all of the marketing for it. So wow. that was a complete diversion 
from what I'd done in the past, but yeah. I think um, it let me indulge my artistic side and uh, I truly enjoyed that. I had some really incredible clients and collaborations with designers and uh, I, I enjoyed that a lot. It, it helped me see the world a little bit differently because now I was in the retail side. Yeah. So I liked that. Well, and I think it's really interesting too, because I talk to a lot of folks about what's important to you at that moment. And so you, you know, traveled a bunch, you worked with these high-end clients, you probably worked ridiculous hours and you clearly worked very hard at the jewelry business for sure, but it was on your time where you had a lot more flexibility. You could do it from home and that's what you needed at that moment. And I think it's really important for folks to recognize that in your career, there are going to be different moments that you need different things and that's okay. And that may mean a whole career shift or maybe it just means adjusting what you do today but follow your life and your career has to mirror that as well absolutely well and you talk about it all the time getting unstuck mm -hmm. you know i i knew that i would be stuck because i could not care for an infant and work 12 hour days in this particular industry it was very demanding and you know one or the other would suffer uh and so i had to find my way out of that and it was that opportunity that i took maybe i was being opportunistic again i said well if i'm going to be home how can i how can i still be creating because i am a builder by nature mm -hmm. i am a creator first uh whether i was creating a, a large event uh, a boutique you know mm -hmm. high level mm -hmm. event or if i was creating jewelry i mean i was always creating so um i think that was my way of getting unstuck, if you yeah. will. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think it's when people are exploring different opportunities or, you know, have no idea what's going to be next because they are feeling stuck, you know, pulling back and thinking about what are the soft skills or the values or the passions or purposes that you felt throughout your career. And creativity, for example, is something that often people don't think about, oh, well, I plan events or I lead trainings or I design, uh, you know, or I build training programs. Well, that's creativity. It's maybe not drawing or something like that, but there's a lot of creativity that goes into all that work. And so when you pull it back and look at it from that perspective, you go, oh, maybe there's more to some opportunities if I look at it from that level, not I was a project manager. I was a this, I was a that. No, what did you use in those roles? That is so true. So, you know, if I were to draw a through line mm. uh, in my nonlinear path, <laughs> I would say that it probably to a certain extent was business strategy mm. because I was always looking at how to create the best event or, um, you, you know, here's an example you know now i'm i'm doing podcasting and helping people uh build that out like the the best marketing plan they can maybe mm -hmm. for their business so it still comes back to business strategy yeah. i'm still sitting with people and helping them uh determine and and build out what makes sense for their business. Yeah. So we're still sitting down and talking, what, what is their overall strategy? Where are they headed? What is their goal? What is their vision game? So mm -hmm. I, I think it always comes back to that for me yeah. in some strange way. No, I think it makes a lot of sense. And, and that actually leads us to, so 
um, you now have this amazing business where you've got the podcast, you're helping other people with their podcast, you're helping cultures be amazing as possible. Um, I just use the word amazing a lot. How did, so tie that together for us. Like, how did you get to, to this moment? How did it all come together in this culmination? All right. So again, that damn nonlinear path, you know, <laughs> I, uh, I was, uh, heading actually after the jewelry i was heading back into events for a while mm. uh, and doing some strategy work again yeah. for uh some boutique hotels for uh auberge resorts collection and in the process of doing that i bumped into the startup and they were, of course, at the very beginning stages, mm -hmm. very beginning stages. And so I leaned in on my marketing side and sat down and we figured out what, what the needs were and the needs were to build out content for the website, to build out sales decks uh, for the SaaS platform they'd be selling. Uh, and so we started that process and in the process of doing that, uh, we talked about launching a podcast because mm -hmm. it's a great pull marketing tool. Uh, I had no experience at it. Not going to lie. Absolutely zero. <laughs> and I said, well, I'll jump on that. Cause he was sort of diving into the user interface piece and, and I didn't have any of the, um, background in mm. code building. So my, my skills were marketing. So I said, <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll start that. So zero to launch in three weeks of the wow. podcast. Uh, I went to YouTube university. I learned everything I needed to kept copious notes and launched the podcast. Wow. And, you know, looking at how it impacts uh, bringing leads to a website, uh, studying it and understanding how it can uh, build thought leadership, how it can lead to keynote speaking engagements, yeah. how it can boost your search engine optimization on your website. I mean, it, it was so, it was like this miraculous little tool I found. Uh, not to mention the fact that I actually really enjoy podcasting. Nice. For some reason, it suits me. Uh, I just, I love talking with people and learning about their business. And uh, so I love the interview side. And then I love the building side because, again, business strategy it helps me <laughs> build out a tool for a company that makes sense for them. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it's so interesting because podcasting went from Maybe this thing that like famous people do um, and, you know, comedians and those sort of folks that were just trying to find an audience to now, it really is a way for people to learn about a person, their business, the value that they're adding. And, you know, I mean this in a, in a good way, like anybody can do it. You know, I, if you told me more than a year ago that I was going to have my own podcast, I was like, you're crazy. They, you know, Conan O'Brien does that. I, I'm not going to, and Adam Grant, like, I'm not going to do that. But then it's like, no, I have stories I want to tell. I, I want to give people the opportunity to hear those stories and know that they're not alone. And what the heck, let's, let's try it. And, you know, the feedback of what you put out into the world and how it helps other people, whether that's businesses or personal development or, just knowing that my story is not unique um, is so special. And I think especially over the last year when everyone's felt so isolated, it's helped people find communities that maybe they wouldn't have found before. So the fact that you can do that for businesses and people is amazingly special, I think. 
Oh, well, thank you. And you're a thousand percent right in that it's bringing us all together. I, we really are more alike than we are different. Yes. And I do understand that the Joe Rogans and Conan O'Briens and all of these famous people have their podcasts. Um, but what I find more miraculous is when somebody like you or me creates one because we're we don't have a whole team mm -hmm. and we refine our vision and we create it and we get out there and we put our voices out there and to me that's harder to do they have they have they've always had a voice mm -hmm. so it's mm -hmm. it's not uncommon for them to create a perfume a lifestyle collection and a podcast yeah. right like they're gonna do all of it but it's a little bit harder for you and I yeah. so bravo to you and bravo to anybody out there who goes ahead and does it but uh, you know I think what people do not recognize is that your idea and your voice could be on iTunes mm -hmm. like you could have a global footprint global footprint mm -hmm. I'm not kidding I my podcast gets picked up in Japan, wow. in Canada, in Finland, in Russia, <laughs> all over the world. I don't know who these people are. So thank you for listening to me. I love you guys. But like, you're everywhere. Yeah. And if you want to catapult your business, if you want to be seen as that thought leader, if you want to grow your business, hello, global yeah. footprint. Uh, like I, I, it seems so cool to me and obvious at the same time. So, um, you know, we're doing it. You and I are doing it, right? Absolutely. It's, anybody can do it. And that being said, there should be more female voices out there yes. because women are afraid to unmute their mic and use their voice. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, and that's what I love about, you know, your book and the work that you've done to really help people understand that anyone can do it, but here are some best practices and here are the things I've learned and here are the things that will help you get that global footprint versus just your family and friends listening to it. Exactly. I forgot about my book. Yeah. So <laughs> I wrote, <laughs> so yeah, I wrote this little book called Zero to Podcast. Uh, and the reason why I wrote that is I'm, insanely curious. I knew I would create other podcasts. Um, and I thought I actually was going to lose culture factor because the startup I had created it under had, had failed. And so we were splitting up assets and, um, thankfully I ended up with it and have been able to grow it. But, uh, at that point in time, I thought, well, I might have to create something of my own. Uh, so I went back to those notes. Remember I said I went on YouTube University mm -hmm. and I took copious notes. So I sat down and I was like, damn, I took some good notes here. I'm going to really write myself my own little manual while it's mm. still fresh. Um, and not too much of it was intuitive, you know, so it was written from the perspective of somebody newer to it as mm -hmm. opposed to somebody with you know, a decade of audio excellence under their belt, put together the book. And then when I was done, I was like, oh, okay, well now I have this, but I should share it. Like yeah. this is for everybody. And so I uh, self-published the book at the beginning of the year. And now it's a tool that anybody could use. Yeah. I'd love to introduce it to even schools. I think that mm -hmm. that would be the next frontier for Zero to Podcast. You know, I think... Um, it would be great for students to to learn public speaking through it and interview skills and, uh, you know, kick some doors open maybe to their first job. Yeah. So reach out, friends. 
I love it. Um, well, you have shared so much within your journey and your nonlinear career path and advice along the way. But if one, if there's one thing someone walks away from our conversation with, what's that one thing that one little nugget that you want someone to remember as they think about their own career journey? I think that your ideas and your voice matters and you should use it. I love that. So inspiring. Well, thank you again. We'll include uh, all your contact information into the show notes, but what's probably the easiest way for people to connect with you? This one's easy, hollyshannon.com. And you will end up on my website. I can help you build it for your business. You'll find my, um, my podcast on there, my book. And you'll also find my course on there, how to be a podcast guest. So in the event that you do not want to start your own, uh, getting on the right podcast is also a good tool. Oh, that's great. I love it. Again, coming from all angles. That's wonderful. Well, thank you again for sharing your story and your advice and for always being vulnerable and just giving uh, people some inspiration to find their voices and share them with the world. Thank you, Karen. And thanks for providing this format because I think a lot of people need a podcast like yours to, to see themselves and other people and see a window of opportunity to get unstuck. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Shine at Work podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review. Leaving a review just takes a few minutes and truly helps other people find the podcast. If you want to learn more about how I work with people to help them transform their careers and shine brightly in their lives, please visit karendweeks.com and follow us on Instagram at kdwcoaching underscore careers or join our Facebook group with the same name. And thank you as always to Astronaut Go Home for our music. Until next time, remember that you can and deserve to shine at work.